Blog Talk Radio. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Ann Ortley's Weekly Weather. I'm Ann Ortley. I'm an astrologer here in New York City. I'm sitting behind the bright red desk on this beautiful, beautiful Sunday here in New York. It is dark outside. Um, you know, it means fall is here. It is really here. And uh, I'm always amazed at how fast it gets dark when the winter comes. So we are, of course, in fall. We are in the energy of shifting this week. The sun shifts into Scorpio. Um, and uh, that's the fixed season of the winter, you know, the, uh, the fixed season of the fall. There's four fixed seasons. There's Aquarius, there's Leo, there is um, Taurus, and then, of course, uh, Scorpio. So as we fix in, and I always say this wrong, this is the Celtic New Year. I'm not even going to try the S word because I always say it incorrectly. Um, but this is when the veils are the thinnest, and it's considered a cross-quarter day. So it's a great time to kind of connect with your relatives on the other side, to do meditation as the sun goes deeper and deeper into its journey below the equator, heading towards the winter solstice. It invites us to really go internal. I made a delicious um, soup today uh, of uh, lentils and um, onions and parsnips. Sounds a little weird, but it looked like a good recipe on the Internet, and celeric root. So it looks really delicious. <laughs> so I'm going to have that for dinner uh, in addition to a salad. And um, I've done well. I've been off the pasta now a week, so that's good. You know, we'll see We'll see how long I sustain. There also was a lovely new moon on Friday in Libra. And so we're not finished with, we're not to the crest, the opening square phase yet. So I would really, really encourage you to do a new moon ritual. Um, the Libra moon was a little harsh because it's got a, you know, it formed a, t- a cardinal cross with all the energy in the sky right now. But it is uh, in a T-square, so T-square cardinal cross, depending on what you have in Cancer. Um, but it was very active. and uh, But the moon is now in um, Scorpio, went void a few minutes ago. It's going to go into Sag over the next two days. So I encourage you to do a ritual. Um, this is a big one. The sun and moon are in the eighth house, so it's very much about consciousness. The Mars is squaring the, the Capricorn planets. So it's actions, taking actions, taking actions, taking actions. And then the, the new moon took place in the same degree that we've had all these conjunctions in Capricorn in at 23 Libra, inviting us to become conscious about our relationships, about our relationship to the world. Now remember... Uh, Venus rules that sun and moon, and she's in Virgo, so she's a little bit cranky when she's in Virgo, Um, and she's answering to Mercury in uh, Scorpio, and of course Mercury can then either report to the Mars and Aries retrograde, or he can report into Pluto, who's standing uh, between Jupiter and Saturn. So there's a lot of choices in how we proceed. And I think that's perhaps the most important thing to realize right now. We're being asked to make some choices about how we proceed, what's important. We're asked to do some psychological integration on our stuff, wherever you have 23 Libra. Of course, Mars is over there, you know, kicking up kicking up the stuff he's still retrograde until we get into november and this week he squares jupiter so he's gonna he's squared saturn and pluto already that was when trump went in the hospital and got out now he's squaring jupiter and he's going to ask us to uh figure out what our path is what our choices are and then he will station in september in november and then come back through again 
But when he talks to Jupiter and Saturn the third and final time, they have already going to gone into Aquarius. So it's important now. Saturn is pulling away from Pluto. He's full steam ahead into Aquarius. Jupiter is going to come up and meet with Pluto one more time. And he's going to get the square this week from Mars. So he's pretty active. So Jupiter is your belief systems. What's important to you? And, of course, Jupiter's in Capricorn. So it's putting your belief systems in physical work. You have to think about, well, what is it you believe about? What do you believe? And what is the work you want to do around that? Right? That's the best way to think of that energy. Because Mars square Jupiter says, well, like, what are you actually doing that for? And I have had a lot of conversations this week with clients about why am I why am I doing this? I'm like, yeah, that's that's the question of the hour. Why are you doing this? What is what are you doing this for? What was your what was your original intent when you signed up for it? That's part one because you, you're doing it for a reason, right? You had a reason. Maybe you just slipped into it. I'm good with that too. But now the universe is looking at you and going, huh? So do you really want to do this? And you have to answer that question. And we're all getting asked it somewhere in our life, right? So the Capricorn planets are wherever they are in your chart, whatever that COVID clump is, 22 to 25. Mars is squaring it, saying you have to decide what actions you want to take. Of course, he's retrograde. So he's he's encouraging you to look at your earlier actions and understand them. But he's also saying to you, well, you know, you can always change things. You can always do something. And he is retrograde, so he reverses his position. And Mercury's retrograde, so he reverses his position. It's a double reversal, right? And, of course, you remember from your math, double reversal is actually a positive. A negative number times a negative number is a positive number, right? So we have a double reversal between the ruler of Mercury who's saying to you, saying to the Mars, well, you know, go back and look at it. Figure out what you want to do and then go forward. Now, of course, we had um, a lot of people, if you listen to the news, a lot of people talking about January, right? January is big. That's where Pluto is. He's back at the degree he was in January with Meghan Markle and Harry and, you know, the brother. The book about the brothers' fight all came out this week, right? And then Saturn and Jupiter are back where they were in March. And so we were, you know, we're hearing, we haven't seen these numbers since March. We haven't seen these numbers. So, or you're back working with a situation that began in March or amplified in March or accelerated in March. And Mars, of course, when he now is in what we call an opening square, he says to have to take action. And he's, you know, he's in Aries till the end of Jan, end of December. And he doesn't finish with his story until the end of January. But he is at a critical crossroads where he's looking and saying, yeah, so what are you going to do? Now, with the new moon in Libra forming a big old T-square, and then depending if you have planets in Cancer like I do, it's a cardinal cross. So when I said that before, I was like, oh, no, that's my chart. (laughs) The rest of the world might not have planets in Cancer at that degree. Um, And so the sun and the moon are in a psychological integration place, right? So it's important for you to psychologically integrate. And also, you know, I'm going to encourage you to go back and look at what was going on for you in October of 2001, uh, and what was going on for you in October of 82, and what was going on for you in October, if you're older, of 63, right? So October of um, 2001, we'd had the Trade Center attack. They were passing the Patriot Act. We were uh, figuring out stuff. In my case, my office blew up in the World Trade Center, and this is when I decided to go full-time as an astrologer. <laughs> 
right? So I was like, all right, I'm, I know what's going on. I get it. I understand my chart. The office, the World Trade Center blew up, and uh, and I'm, I'm a wimp, a little bit of a wimpy Virgo, right? So I went, all right, you know, Ian, this is like, how much more of a sign do you need to go full time as an astrologer? And then I was thinking about it, and in October of '82 was when Epcot Center opened, and my parents used to take October off and go down to the condo in Florida because they had bought it. And uh, I went down to visit, and we went to Epcot Center in Disney World. And I asked my mother, because she kept going to the bathroom, kept going to the bathroom, kept going to the bathroom. I was like, what is, what is this with you going to the bathroom all the time? Is that, like, one, is that going to happen to me when I get old, right? But two, like, what's going on? So I asked a bunch of questions, and basically she didn't know if she was going to pass gas or poop. My father listened. He said, you have to go to the doctor. And, of course, she went to the doctor and was diagnosed with colon cancer. So... This is like a juicy month for me, you know, and I don't remember I don't remember 63. <laughs> I'm not sure I want to, but we do know that in November was the Kennedy assassination, right? So uh, this is bringing up a lot of old stuff for folks. We're we're stimulating things where where sometimes our words, in my case, my words get me in trouble or my workplace blew up because I'm a Virgo, right? Workplace is important. Uh, my life kind of blew up when my mother got sick, got diagnosed. I mean, she'd had the symptoms for a while, but it hadn't come out. So it's it's you want to kind of watch the stories, and if you're older, go back to those go back to those Octobers, go back to October of of 2001, go back to October of um, 82, go back to October of 63, because that's where the eclipse is activating. And remember, this eclipse was on the world point. And this Sun and Venus conjunction at 22 are on the world point. And this Pluto is on the world point. And Mars was on the world point. So there's world events or there's things happening in your world that are kind of public, that are out there for people to figure out, look at, see, talk about, discuss. And we're all in that process somehow of trying to integrate the energy of how do we take action with the structures we've built, Saturn, Pluto, Jupiter, action Mars, or how do we revise our actions? And then with the sun, moon in Libra, what does that look like? What is what is our psychological purpose for what we're doing, right? Now, in my case, I have Mercury, Mars, so I have a bit of a mouth on me, which my Mars is out of bounds, and I do have to watch my mouth sometimes because it gets me into trouble. Always has, always will. <laughs> and I'm like, all right, I get it, but what do we do now that we're there, right? So that's the that's the journey of this week. Now, the other thing that's happening this week that is very cool is all these planets are changing signs. So when that happens, we know, you know, just watching them all change signs, it's a little turbulent because they shift energy. And remember, the sign that they're changing into is compensation for the sign they were in previously, right? So Leo is party, beach, vacation, fun time. Virgo is, okay, we have to go back to work, 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 work. Libra goes, haven't you been working enough? Let's go out and do something fun. Let's partner. Let's collaborate. Scorpio is, okay, we finished being out socially. Let's go home and get behind closed doors and see what happens when we get behind closed doors. Not to not to quote a country western song. And when we get behind. So this week the sun's going into the sign of behind closed doors. And Venus and Mercury at different ends of Libra are both going into Libra. Right, so Venus right now is in Virgo, so she's going to scooch into Libra, 
and Mercury's in Scorpio, and of course he's going retrograde, so he's going to scooch into Libra from the back end, which of course triggers the Saturn-Pluto conjunction in fall of 82, spring of 83 at 28 Libra, right? That was November 7th. That was actually the day my mother had the colonoscopy and was diagnosed with advanced colon cancer. So it's interesting energy, and you want to watch the stories in your own life because this is a little contemplative, and the sun has gone down, and it's dark in your home, and you have a cup of soup, and you're sitting with your cat or your dog or your book or your cup of tea or your partner or your kids, and you're going, yeah, yeah, a little trip down memory lane. But it is a really good time with that sun, moon, new moon, it's got a really powerful mystic rectangle in it around what your spiritual path is, what your soul's path is. Why are you here? What are you doing on planet Earth? What is your purpose? You know, so in contemplation, you know, this week I've been thinking about what my purpose is. Um, and I, you know, I'm like, yeah, what is my purpose? Why am I, why am I doing this? Where, where am I in my journey of life? And I have to say it's been more contemplative than probably – the rest of the pandemic, because <laughs> I've been on the pandemic, I've been work, work, work. And now I'm like, eh, I think I'm going to do a little more Libra stuff. You know, I need to kind of think a little better, think a little more. So honoring that energy, we're going to really be working that this week as the sun shifts into Scorpio. And he wants to take us deeper, right? It's the cross-quarter day. It's when the souls cross over. The people that have died this year kind of roll out. That's one of their big transition dates. And back when I was younger and I hung out with a bunch of witches, we did um, we did a meditation on Halloween, which is All Saints Day in the Catholic tradition. Um, and uh, my grandmother had passed that year. And so we went down and we did this meditation. It was really weird. This woman was a great, she ran great meditations, you know. Um, and we did this meditation and there were all these people kind of crossing over. It was like this big traffic jam kind of thing and there was my grandmother right and she came over she gave me a big hug because she'd passed that year and um i said goodbye you know goodbye goodbye and uh it was really powerful and of course that's why we have halloween costumes you know we want to you know trick our trick the devil or the demons so they don't take us over to the other side you know there's a whole bunch of myths around it but it is a really good day to think back on your life on your relatives on your story on your purpose. This is really a contemplative time as the sun gets lower, as it goes into the swamp, as it goes into the dark water. And of course, the sun in Scorpio is going to be answering to that retrograde Mars. He is going to ask us to go back and relook, redo, revise, revisit. Or he's going to be answering to the Pluto and Capricorn. I'm good either way. And Pluto says, understand the structures that are in your life, understands where they need to be re- revised, revisited, redone somehow. And what does that look like? And of course, Mercury retrograde is going to go back over Uranus one more time. And I did get my toilet fixed when it exploded. And my phone did get told I was going to lose my phone. So we're going to watch that. You know, I'm, I know that wasn't a fun transit, but, you know, it's Mercury opposite Uranus. It's going to stir up stuff. And you want to know that that stirring up is going to happen. You want to figure out how you want to handle it. Go back and look at what happened on the first pass a couple weeks ago um, as he goes back over that opposition this week. Uh, so it's it's a nice week. Uh, I don't think it's going to be as hard as the last few weeks have been, but it is going to feel like everything really accelerates. And one of the things that I've heard from a lot of people 
is just how tired they are, how tired they are. They're just exhausted. They're tired. And part of that was Venus going past Neptune this last week. Um, she was opposite Neptune. She's in Virgo. And she's just kind of tired, right, because she's been working hard. That's what Venus in Virgo does. And when she goes opposite Neptune, she goes, okay, okay, um, I'm, I'm kind of tired. I think I'm going to take a little break. And she's in the Capricorn Decant when she's from 20, uh, from 10 to 20, and she's about to go into the Taurus Decant, which allows her to have a little bit more um, nurturing from you know because Venus and Taurus, Venus and Virgo in the Taurus Decant gives a little bit more energy about how do I take care of myself, you know what's important. And for those of you who are going Decant, what's she talking about? What a Decant is is we divide the um, we divide the sign, you know, 30 degrees. We divide it into little clumps. So Venus, the first 10 degrees is Virgo, Virgo. And then we go to the next Earth sign. So she's Virgo, Capricorn. And then she goes into, when she goes into the next sign, it's Virgo, Taurus. So you can look at your planets. And sometimes, you know, people will go, well, I don't really feel like a Virgo. I feel like a whatever. Or I don't really feel like a whatever. And I'll look at the Deccan because that is actually kind of more of the expression of that sign. Right, and it's very literal. Um, people really do shift when they change, um, when it changes into that next section, because it's now kind of reporting in in a different way. It's got a different kind of focus. You know, the good news of the Pluto in Capricorn now that it's going direct. When it went into Capricorn in 2008, we had the financial crisis, and it was Capricorn, Capricorn. Banks don't let us fail. We're too big to fail. Blah blah blah. And then when it went into the um, Taurus decant. Uh, Ten degrees later, it was the tax cuts that we had, the, the big tax cuts. Now it's in the Virgo Decan, which is the people. So this is where people need to have the power, need to have the vision, need to have have their their say and get to wield their power, hopefully, uh, because Pluto and Virgo. And if we look at earlier times when Pluto goes through signs, when it was in Sag, it seemed like the, you know, we got kind of tuned into the pedophile priests. It seemed like every priest was doing it. Actually, they were transferring people. And then it was the Catholic Church, Voice of the Catholic AIDS epidemic. Uh, the plague started back then. And then it seemed like everybody was getting it. And then it was like, then we found drugs to help it. So we do have this phase one, phase two, phase three, which is about what we're going to go into now with the Pluto going into Virgo, where we really have to understand how do we take care of the people in this? Because Pluto Virgo is the power to the people. You know, we see a lot of people signing up to vote, lining up to vote, and people really wanting to express their power, right? That is an important component of Pluto is, you know, if you don't feel you have a voice, it's really important for you to express what you think about things. So it's an interesting transition time. Of course, last week Mars squared him, and now this week Mars squares Jupiter. So we got a lot going on this week. Um, and your job, should you decide to accept it, is contemplative, paying attention to what's happening in your world. So let's do the moons. Um, so as I mentioned, we had a new moon on Friday, and I would really, 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 of all the moons this year, uh, to do a Newman ritual, and this is perhaps the most important one. It's the most, one of the most potent, certainly. So the moon, the moon right now is void in Scorpio, and he goes, he went void around 5:40 today, 5:43. He goes into Sag tonight at 12:43 a.m. 
and he's going to be in Sag Monday, Tuesday, going void at 11.38 Tuesday night, and he goes void with a sextile to the sun. So the 19th and the 20th, great days to get stuff out the door, to move things forward, great days for a ritual around creation. Um, then the moon is void from 11.58 until 2.44 in the morning, Wednesday morning, and it goes into Capricorn. Now remember when it goes into Capricorn, you know, these cardinal moons have always been a little tough. So the moon goes into Cap, and the beginning part of it, Wednesday is okay, uh, but then he does that whole joining business on uh, Thursday. So Thursday is a little tense because we also have the sun entering Scorpio, and we have the sun at the last degrees of Libra, which is um, – also kind of a triggering energy right now these days. So the moon joins uh, Athena, Jupiter, Pluto, and Saturn when it's in Capricorn. That's Thursday. So Thursday's going to be a little tough. Friday, the moon goes void at 12.35 a.m., and it goes into Aquarius at 8.17 a.m. So the Aquarius moon's generally nice. That's Friday, Saturday, and it goes void on Saturday with a moon in Aquarius sextile Mars and Aries and it goes void at 5:54 p.m. on Saturday the 24th and then it goes into Pisces at 5:18 on Sunday p.m. so Sunday next Sunday the moon is void all day so Monday Tuesday uh Wednesday Monday Tuesday Monday Tuesday easy Wednesday's easy but it is hard closing aspects so it's an easy day but the aspects at the end of the event. So it doesn't necessarily turn out the way you want. Uh, Thursday, good and hard and difficult, but also you know, claiming responsibility for stuff and doing things like that. And then the opening quarter, the first opening quarters that, that then. Um, and then we go Aquarius, the Aquarius moon on Friday and Saturday is good. You know, so kind of watch Wednesday and Thursday because they're the tense ones. And then, of course, the Pisces moon. Uh, the moon is void in Aquarius all day on Sunday, but Pisces moon has a nice closing aspect, too, of a um, sextile to Saturn. So we have a positive flowing energy. We also have, as I mentioned before, a lot of planets changing signs this week. So the sun is in Libra, at 25 Libra, and it goes into Scorpio on uh, the 22nd. And then it's going to be in Scorpio for 30 days. And, of course, that's a cross-quarter day. That's when the veil is the thinnest. So if you're going to do a meditation, I like to do a meditation on that day, just kind of like with my dead relatives and kind of go in and, you know, I get out their pictures and I sit and talk. And there's a lot of them lately. I didn't realize how many more I had. Um, you get out their pictures and you kind of look at them and talk to them. It's, I find it a really nice reconciliation day. And that's, I mean, I don't do that ritual with Kathy anymore, but I find that as a, a helpful thing. Um, but yeah, it was really kind of wild watching everybody cross over that that, that particular Halloween night. Um, sun joins Mercury on the 25th. Now remember, Mercury is combust the sun. Everybody thinks they're right, right? And now Mercury is answering to Mars, or it's answering to um, Pluto. <laughs> so and and remember, you know, we gotta kind of watch that. We also have some health aspects with the sun. The sun squares Saturn. Uh, today, the 18th, and then it has uh, it has a health aspect on the 25th. The sun is Quintichili Mars, which is a big health aspect, so you want to kind of watch that. And then he is working with Neptune and a little bit of a stressful energy after he has that combust Mercury. So you do want to take a, take a little breather when you're feeling like, I'm right and you're wrong. You want to kind of listen to that and go, you know, 
yeah, yeah, maybe. Maybe they maybe they have a truth in there. And so you want to kind of give yourself a little space for truth. Your truth, their truth, everybody's got a truth. Everybody's going to think they're right this week. Um, Mercury this week, very busy little guy. He's zipping along. He's going from... 10 Scorpio back and uh, all the way back to 29 Libra. So he goes back into Libra on October 27th, which is um, next Tuesday. I've been printing out longer sheets for the Twitter feeds, but the 10 Scorpio going backwards, 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 um, and Mercury is really retracing his steps, right? And then he goes into Libra on the 27th. He has an aspect, a hard aspect with the nodes of fate on the 22nd, so you might find some of your relationships are shifting or changing. Um, I have a good friend, that's when she's selling her house, closing on her house, so there goes the house. Um, We also have a good partnership energy that takes place on the 19th around partnerships and how we work. Mercury, of course, is opposite Uranus, retrograde the second time. That was the toilet explosion. That happens on the 19th. I'm going to be very careful with my toilet. Um, And you want to kind of watch what comes up. Remember, Mercury and Scorpio is telling the secrets. This is pass two. He's going to give you a third pass in November. Um, He also has a little bit of wounding words on the 22nd, and he also is a little crazy on the 25th. He's like in the mood to stomp around and yell because he's contraparallel Uranus and he's sesquiquadrate Neptune. So if someone says something to you nasty the 24th or the 25th, you kind of want to maybe go, did I really hear that correctly? And validate that you heard it properly. That is is one of those days where miscommunication can really be high. We also have the sun... uh, and I'm, I'm, it's probably true. That's the other part. It's probably true, but it might irritate you. Um, you know, so that's what you want to kind of pay attention. You want to say, so did you did you really mean to say that? And they go, yeah. <laughs> and you go, okay, got it. Um, Mercury is also in a health aspect on the 25th. Um, so do kind of, or an emotional aspect on the 25th because he's working with retrograde Mars and that can be a little bit fighting words. Venus this week, oh, she's in a happy place. She's in Virgo, but she gets to go into Libra, her favorite sign, and she does that on the 27th, right? So she's in the mood to wrap up the Virgos. And so she's zipping along from 18 and a half Virgo all the way to uh, Libra. Zero Libra. Woo-hoo-hoo. She does have a aspect with Neptune, so there's a little bit of lack of clarity on the 18th about how to go, a little emotional, a little extra emotion because she's talking to Neptune. But you also see things in a different way now. Once Venus clears the Neptune, there's a different shift in how it works. She does have an adjustment about how she takes action on the 19th, and she has a lovely trine to Jupiter. Makes her happy. That happens on the 19th. So she kind of steps forward and she says, okay, this is what I'm going to do. She takes positive action with Mars on the 19th and the 20th. She has choices about how she wants to proceed when she squares the nodes on the 20th. And then she has a positive aspect to Athena, what her direction is, and a lovely trine to Pluto, which is um, what, um, what, what, embracing her power. Venus in Virgo is kind of a, an interesting sign because she doesn't always react in the way one would think to power. She kind of works with it well. Usually, you know, the Virgos tend to be the powers, you know, the people behind the power, people working for the power, getting stuff done. Um, and so this week we're going to see Venus step forward in kind of a powerful way as she trines the Pluto. Uh, and then we're going to have her trine Saturn 
on the um, on the 24th. So she's going to be like, oh, okay, now I'm ready. She does have a little kerfluffle on the 22nd. 20, like I said, the 22nd is going to be a little hard. We keep seeing, oh, another aspect on the 22nd, right? Uh, a little kerfluffle on the 22nd, particularly around envy. And remember, um, you know, Venus in Virgo is Cinderella. So she is really tuned into envy. She's aware of it. Oh, that's not about that. That's actually envy operating. So it's really honoring the envy energy and, you know, sometimes calling it out. Doesn't always doesn't always work, but sometimes it does. When we were kids, my aunt my aunt was a little envious of my a little envious of my mother. And uh my mother was aware of it. My grandmother didn't do anything about it, right? So, um when we were envious, there were three of us, when we were envious, my mother would say, Oh, there's the green eyed monster and you would go, Oh, yep, you're right, there's envy. And and by naming it it calms it down. It calms it down because the person, you know, you can just look at them. Is that envy? You, am I feeling a little envy there? You envious of me? Or you can just note the envy because that means they want what you have. And then you go, oh, you want what I have. Okay, I get it. And understand it. In the case of my mother, when her bedspread got cut up and turned into a skirt by my aunt, my grandmother didn't do anything. My mother was furious. So we, we, we always name envy in our family. <laughs> Mars this week, very potent. He has a square to Jupiter on the 19th. He has a square to Athena on the 24th. He has a sesquiquadrate to Vesta on the 27th. A lot of action with Mars. But Jupiter is nice. It gets stuff done. Uh, we also have Uranus opposite Juno, which is breaking up relationships, shifting and changing them on the 18th. And we also have uh, Vesta going into Virgo, which is cleaning up your house, getting your house in order, getting those leaves raked, taking the stuff out to the goodwill. And then last but not least, we have Ceres uh, stationing to turn direct at 26 Aquarius, bringing us into a new season of how we nurture ourselves and how we work with ourselves. So I wish you all a great week. Definitely, definitely do your rituals. Um, and if you don't have time to do it on Monday or Tuesday, tonight's not bad, even though the moon is void right now. Void moons are excellent time for rituals because it allows you to get into a really deep space and then maybe take some time uh, on Halloween Eve, the 31st to the 1st, as we go into that energy of the sun going into Scorpio, where we have this uh, forward motion. So as the sun enters Scorpio, start thinking about what it is you want to plan to do when we get to Halloween, um, which actually this year is a full moon, right? And what that is, is it's the sun is at 15 degrees Scorpio, but when it enters Scorpio, remember, whenever a planet enters Scorpio, it begins a new story. So we're going to activate that Scorpio energy, and you want to sit down and go, okay, you know, so um, be ready for it. You know, kind of think about what, what you want to do on that cross-quarter day, which is next week. But I tend to plan my thing, you know, starting as the sun goes into Scorpio. So I gather the pictures and I think about who's left and I kind of think about what I want to do to kind of talk to them, what I want to talk to them about. Um, and I do find it's it's a very communication oriented energy so this week a lot of communication a lot of interesting stuff with the mercury and scorpio talking to you whispering in your ear telling you things that are true you need to pay attention to what mercury's saying um, and sometimes he says it in a way that you go what what did you say those are the ones you really want to pay attention to and of course mercury retrograde brings back the ghosts 
you know, you can contact it by an old friend I heard from someone I hadn't talked to in a while. I'd actually looked her up on Facebook because I thought, God, I haven't talked to her in a while. Looked her up on Facebook. Molly and I have this psychic hotline connection, and damned if she didn't write me a letter the next day. She goes, I haven't talked to you in a long time. Where are you? And I'm like, okay, let me get in touch with Molly. So honoring where you are, honoring the points, honoring the direction, you're going to be fine. And this week is a little turbulent because of the change, but it also gets us to gets us to the next chapter of our lives. And that's how we that's how we roll. And remember if it's hard, it's transits. They pass. Take care. Ann Ortley signing off from the bright red desk. I'm gonna go have my soup. Bye. <laughs>